listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Go harder than a nigga for a nigga. Go figure. Told me keep my own money. If we ever did split up, how can something so gangster be so pretty in pictures? Ripped jeans and a blazer and some Louboutin slippers. Uh, Picasso was alive. He would have made her. That's right, nigga. Mona Lisa can't fade her. I mean, Marilyn Monroe, she's quite nice. But why are all the pretty icons always all white? Put some colored girls in the MoMA. Half these brides ain't got nothing no alone. Don't let me bring Thelma in it. Bring Hallie, bring Penelope or Selma in it. Uh, back to my Beyonce. You deserve three stacks worth for Andre. Call Larry Gagosian. You belong in museums. You belong in vintage clothes crushing the whole building. You belong with niggas who used to be known for dope dealing. You're too dope for any of those civilians. Now shoot children, stop looking at the tits. Get your own girl, you heard? That's my. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. I've been waiting for a long, long time. Just to get off and throw my hands up high. That was my song. That was my, that whole album was dope. I don't know what you coons was, uh, thinking, oh, hating on that pro black album. Out, right, go listen again. Revolutionary rich black nigga shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, man, uh, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're live on a Tuesday, ready to give you some podcasts. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, just search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five star reviews. We appreciate the people that take the time out to do that because, I mean, honestly, like, it helps the show. It's free. It only takes a couple minutes and you submit it. And then Saturday morning, we're reading it and we're like, oh my God, we feel so loved. We feel so special. And we love that feeling, you know? We do. It's one of the main reasons that we do what we do um and today's show is sponsored um by how about um what do i want to do today like i've done all these songs i don't think i've done this one Adam and Eve is trying to help you get your groove on. They're going to help you spice things up in the bedroom. I'm talking about more than salt and pepper, okay? I'm talking some of them paprikas, some of them, <laughs> that pink salt that you bought from Marshalls that you never use, okay? I'm talking some of that uh, Lowry's Italian, all that stuff in the background, okay? <laughs> Putting adobo on your sex everywhere, okay? Adobo, everything. Um, Adam Eve's gonna give you 50% off of almost any item when you enter our code TBGWT at checkout. And that's a good deal by itself, but they are actually gonna go above and beyond. They're gonna give you the free big O kit. Adam Eve gives you a big O kit that includes that exclusive climax gel and a mini vibrator. So now you got a new way to get off. Now what girl wouldn't love that? You'll also get your entire order sent for, uh, to you for free. So to take advantage of this limited time offer, just go to adamandeve.com, pick out a new adult toy, a naughty movie, almost anything else. And when you choose that one item at 50% off, you'll get free shipping plus the big O kit, which includes a Climax gel, the mini vibrator, and you won't find this deal anywhere else. Just use offer code TBGWT at checkout. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Trust me, it is so worth it. You'll look at the final price of what you buy and you'll be like i can't believe it's this cheap this is cheaper than going up the street 
to a sex shop and buying something and it comes to your yes. house in a discreet package come on nobody knows where it came from ain't nobody got no nothing it's not like it show up vibrating okay right yeah they're not gonna shake it and be like oh this feels like dicks okay so make sure you guys check it out all right baby kiss me all over her from my mountains to damn sure haven't that's right uh i guess we can start off with some good news okay um meek mill is free meek mill is out right now good for him mm-hmm i'm happy for him okay if you are doing the math if you want to be out of jail and you're locked up on some bullshit all you got to do is be a a good rapper a gold selling rapper who is popular who is incarcerated on some bullshit who knows other famous rappers who then know athletes who are rich and famous who will go see you who then know uh, sports league owners who are rich and famous and then they'll go see you who then know politicians who will then go see you and you need a proactive da who is making a statement with your case and you too can get free after two or three months in jail so hey congratulations i'm glad he's out you know uh he's well he's in jail for five months uh over willie's on a motorcycle which i, I don't even know what i didn't realize it was that for it what mm-hmm. yeah it was like a violation of his parole or some shit um but uh yeah uh pennsylvania forced the lower the supreme court forced the lower court to immediately issue an order releasing the rapper on unsecured bail with the same conditions uh in the wake of good the good news meek released a statement to tmz i'd like to thank god my family my friends my attorney my team at rock nation uh, including jay-z desiree perez my good friend michael rubin my fans pennsylvania supreme court and i'm a public advocate for their love support and encouragement during this difficult time while the past five months have been a nightmare the prayers the visits the calls the letters and the rallies have helped me stay positive to the philadelphia district attorney's office i'm grateful for your commitment to justice not only for my case but for others that have been wrongfully jailed due to police misconduct although i'm blessed to have the resources to fight this unjust situation i understand that many people of color across the country don't have the luxury and i plan to use my platform to shine a light on those issues come on in the meantime i plan to work closely with my legal team to overturn this unwarranted conviction and look forward to recruiting I mean to reunite with my family and resume my music career. So yep, congrats on being free, man. Mm-hmm. That's that was some bullshit the whole time. Everybody knew it, and it kind of highlights the power um, that a judge has and the ability, you know, for so so many of us black and brown people, um, are the ones who uh, pay the price in these unfair systems when it's completely about bias. Right. So I'm glad. Um, I'm glad he's out, man. That was a lot. Um, 
speaking of which uh white people white men are looking for places where they can be free that's right karen white men need a safe space paul man wants to create a safe space for white men paul man who is a white man who who has spent years in the education industry has begun leading workshops in san francisco that encourage people in his demographic to explore feelings about race and gender and think about how to better assist women and non-whites in their workplaces Uh aha i see karen you didn't see that coming most diversity training is inclusive of all races and genders but stepping up man's program that began in january is unusual because the workshops are designed for white men and led by a white man it's an approach that has inevitably stirred controversy it's not something that starbucks for example will pursue when it closes stores in may for a half-day diversity training in the wake of the arrest of two black men at a philadelphia coffee shop and creating a safe space a stated goal of stepping up is a concept traditionally associated with people who feel marginalized or victimized but man says some white men are afraid to say the wrong thing or they're worried that they'll be put on the defensive and stepping up allows them to express themselves openly and practice language without hurting anyone all this attention has been paid to tech companies not having enough women and not being racially diverse man said it just seems obvious to me that we are ignoring the half the whole half of the equation which is white people and men still against it kim scott a former google executive and author of the leadership book radical candor strongly disagrees with the approach saying it's important to learn from people with different backgrounds and perspectives i'm glad they can care enough to discuss the issue i'm very sorry to hear that white men feel so fearful that they feel they have to have this conversation without involving women and minorities to join i mean yeah sound kind of like some snowflakes to me but that's just my feelings stepping up a for-profit business held its first two public workshops this year each was attended by 12 men who paid 100 to 300 dollars based on their income those who made less than 60,000 could qualify for a scholarship less than 60 <coughs> what less than 60,000 you get a need-based scholarship well damn gtbw i guess right come on uh people of other genders and races haven't attended his workshops but man says he has a, oh, he's open to have a conversation if they want to come he has no more public workshop scheduled and is instead reaching out to technology companies schools and education profits to see if they're interested in stepping up workshops for their employees yeah but what are you gonna say to these companies hey google can just a white man attend this workshop you know that's interesting and like would google get in trouble for signing up for some shit hey we just gonna have a white male employees go to the workshop for diversity <laughs> before the recent workshops men were encouraged to listen to or read materials related to race like the podcast seeing white which discusses the history of whiteness together they talk about racially charged incidents where they feel uncomfortable where they felt uncomfortable turka hutchison attended one of the workshops after hearing about it through a friend and called it a rewarding experience before attending hutchison said <laughs> that's a white ass name tucker anyway he would never have emailed a group of guy friends to discuss a passage about racial injustice but recently hudson and other men who went to stepping up got together just to do that they ate roast chicken and vegetables and talked about a passage from african-american writer bell hook's book the will to change men masculinity and love it felt fun said hudson 32 chief operating officer from a for a berkeley startup that markets overseas travel programs 
man 37 was most re- most recently a recruiter with rocket ship public schools a network of charter schools 15 years ago he said he would have thought race is a major factor in people's lack of opportunity uh he wouldn't have thought it was but it seemed more like a socioeconomic or class issue his thinking evolved after he worked in the education industry and learned through reading from african-american women friends <laughs> so weird because like he learned from reading and learn other people's knowledge that weren't white but then he wants to have a class where the white people in the room are learning from a white man because they're scared to be around black people and say the wrong thing or be around women and say the wrong thing or be around non-white men and say the wrong thing like it just seems kind of like a i don't know like a slippery slope uh often when people hurt others they want to focus on the intent but what really matters the impact man said he may not have intended to cause harm but he did it's important once that's acknowledged to listen learn apologize and make it right man says his workshop is for those who enjoy privileged status white men are often in leadership roles in tech companies for example and want to use it to help women and people of color um do they want to he recalled the instance in which his non-white students felt they received different treatment based on their race and he was able to speak on their behalf colleagues who were women and non-whites had raised those issues with the program before but their complaints were not taken as seriously until man spoke up i mean so i think he has a point about that people can't use their privilege to elevate voices and uh amplify voices but i think it's also a slippery slope before you're starting to speak for people and especially with the people not in the room right and, and to me and this is not knowing anything i'm just speaking off what you just told me it's two ways to look at this uh to an extent i understand his perspective he's like hey i learned i learned from people of color and i know that white people are fragile particularly white men are very very fragile and they cry about everything and everything is an oppression to them when they're actually at the top of the food chain so his thing's like i'm gonna take the knowledge that i've learned and shared it with them because a lot of times most white men only listen to other white men and people don't want to admit that sometimes it don't matter who the fuck's saying it if it ain't coming from another white man they just automatically dismiss it so he's like wait i'm a white man you're a white man let's sit and talk you know and the thing is it's a catch 22 because as people of non-color i'm looking at like hey this is gonna turn to a fucking kkk rally mm. you know are people gonna come in there spewing racial shit and not be corrected are people gonna come in there with they with they feelings and, and 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 all up in them tears and nobody actually go work through the process because it's a process it's a deprogramming that you have to go through it ain't something as simple as i read a book one day it ain't something as simple as i read these words one day it's 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 something where you have to look within you have to actually challenge white supremacy are you going to do that and the thing about it is that if you really want to teach these white men you actually need to have other people there they actually need to be these people that they're uncomfortable with and it's sad but you they almost it's almost like you have to force them to look at the others as fucking human beings you know in order to get to the point to where it's a change because the thing is when it comes to it most people are against it because they go oh this is like a kkk thing because the history of white men getting together doing white men shit is normally to hate on other minority peoples that's been the history of this is it gonna be a white 
a white pride rally like i don't know what the fuck is going to come in going to turn into and it becomes a, a a problem when you look at it from that particular perspective. Like I said, I, I do think without knowing anything about him, his quote unquote intentions might be right. But because the history of white supremacy and particularly the history of white men have shown me that this can go awry at any time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I like the idea on the one hand, uh, because I thought when I read first read the title, like this is going to actually be about them saying, white men need to be able to talk shit about black people and women and shit without them hearing and this is gonna be a space where they're like pc culture has ruined everything and uh, we can't even talk because of y'all and we want to have a space where white men are free to say racist shit and 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 y'all and not have to hear y'all's mouths about it and i'm like well the whole country's kind of you know uh, a place where white people get the most privilege and white men specifically um but um you know reading the article i don't know that i'm so against this idea i think it's i think white supremacy is an all hands on deck type of thing correct and i think there's a reason why we as black people might resent say like john stewart and the ease of his his message getting to white people because white people just don't have their guards up when he says shit but we say the same thing and they're like ah this is too much oh god what what did we what am i supposed to do you know there is something to that there's also something to the fact that for us in a lot of cases we're fed up with white people so so it's not really we're not really always in the best position to educate them Mm -mm. because i you ask me a certain question it start triggering all kinds of shit that i've already experienced and stuff and conversations i've already had and i don't have the patience you know so on the one hand it's kind of ironic that we demand and you know outright like yell at white people on some like yo teach your own people fix your own mess (laughs) right keep us the fuck out of it we're not engaging in this shit y'all are Mm -hmm. so he's so he's decided to take his voice and do that correct and then we're still like nah just say i don't trust it don't do this i like a lot lot i don't it's like even when we say what we want i don't know if that's what we want and and the thing is like you said because of the hurt and the pain and the history it ain't like it ain't like this untrusting is coming out of nowhere nowhere right you have shown history facts books statistics have shown you can't be trusted so why would i trust you yeah i guess i don't i don't know what the answer is then right right no 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 i'm not no I'm, i'm saying i can see why people feel like that but i do understand what he's uh doing and i do understand him taking it upon himself to actually teach because this is like you said this is the shit that we say we want this is the shit that we we claim we want white people to do but yet we like you said we turn around and chastise them because it's not perfect well nothing's going to be perfect and the thing is most people in a privileged group need a space where they can just say things that aren't correct and wrong and somebody can tell them hey you, you know what don't do this and this is why versus they fuck up and all of a sudden you got black twitter csi on your case all you don't know what the fuck you did wrong not to mention you got receipts and screenshots and shit is forever now so you say that wrong thing even when you're learning even when years later you're getting better and all this shit there's always a contingent of people that are like but the one time you said the wrong thing you know what i mean Correct. like like it's a, like it's like i can understand selfishly 
as a human being being like i actually do want to learn in a private environment where people can't see when i say the wrong thing people can't see my learning process because not everybody elected to be a public official like come on i think especially with social media in this age we start to think that everybody's like a public brand everybody's not no they're not so there's probably people that are like if i could take a class and it was a class where if i said the wrong terminology it wasn't gonna turn into like world war three get the fuck out of here it was gonna be an opportunity for them to be like well this is why where you fucked up at this is how you do better and i'm in this class with other people that also don't know shit right i can see how that would be attractive to a person to learn because the alternative i think is not this one where it's like oh well the alternative is you learn in front of everybody and we all kind of like chastise you but then you get to be a better person i actually think the alternative for white people is they just retreat and they just be like i'm gonna think and say and do racist shit and be ignorant and just be white and it's just easier for me to do that than to even try to educate myself i don't expect these classes to fill up with people mm-hmm. obviously um i mean what do you say at 10 to 15 people like i don't expect this to, i don't expect this to be a lot of white people but i bet you there's some well-intentioned or at least curious white people that can be reached this way that would not be reached by me and they won't be reached by dragging them on social media and they won't Mm -hmm. be reached by you know it's like a popular notion we have of like these draggings and all this shit this public scrutiny like teaches people and i don't think it really does necessarily although it does make me feel better uh when people to see somebody get dragged sometimes i feel better but i know that ultimately it's not a constructive situation really no like you really relying on people to have like no ego about it at all and come back and be like i learned a lot that's not what most people do most people get dragged and they be like fuck y'all niggas i hate y'all this was wrong with twitter whatever double down and leave correct so i think this could there's some value to this i don't know I would feel more comfortable like probably if I could see the video of the class or if I knew there was some oversight from a person of color or something. I don't know. Like I I would feel better, you know, like someone brought up the money going to people of color. I don't even really care about that. You no. can or cannot do that. I don't give a fuck to be honest because it's not like that would then make it okay. Right. Like I just want to know that what's being learned is of value and not just some bullshit, you know, um, but uh being that he originally got his knowledge from people of color which he admits to i mean i would hope at some point somebody gonna break off a check for the people he get he got the knowledge from but at the same time that's also why you write books you know what i mean like you gave bell hooks twenty dollars when you gave when you bought that book and you read that shit and then you went and uh passed that knowledge on i i don't know what the legal you know the moral ramifications of like i owe this motherfucker for the rest of my life is correct and also it's one of those things where people no matter who you are in your own individual life you've gone through growth process no matter how old you are you've grown and if you look back through the history of your life you said some fucked up shit in private situations that is would not be considered politically correct now right and Somebody had to pull you to the side and be like, hey, that's not right. But you know what? It was in the privacy of your home. It was your aunt, your uncle, your loved one. Like somebody that actually cared and didn't want to see you looking like a fool pulled you to the side in, in private where it wasn't public. It wasn't on TMZ. It wasn't out in the open or none of that shit. And, and I think that uh, they should actually have that right 
to actually grow and learn in a private setting the thing is a lot of times white people get private settings is a completely different setup and that was my worry at first until i started reading to be honest as soon as i read the headline i was like oh god but now that i'm reading the article i'm like i don't know i guess i don't like i'm not i don't care strongly or another way if the class happens or doesn't happen but if there is a class for white men only i prefer it to be this fucking class where you're telling because there's a lot of so there's two things here one for instructor there's a lot of hand holding that has to happen for white people because white people are so undereducated racially um and and historically in america i honestly don't want to do it right because and there's not really a certain amount of money that can that that really would make that worth it to me you know what i mean like i don't know what the number is that would make me having to listen to the most basic racist arguments over and over and over and over again every day from white men i don't even know what that fucking number would be so already i'm like yeah uh you do that that's the second part of it is is um even if um even with 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 that uh hand holding that patience comes from privilege correct so this this other white man can be patient because he has privilege i'll give you an example as a man there's conversations i have with men about certain things when it comes to gender when it comes to misogyny when it comes to transphobia and stuff that i wouldn't want someone who was uh trans i wouldn't really want a woman i wouldn't really want a gay person to have to endure i can do it because i have the privilege it's not because i'm better it's not because i know more i don't know more i don't live that life so i don't know how to truly uh, articulate everything i just know how what i've read my empathy for people and the logic of it you know what i'm saying but i don't actually live i can't tell you what it's like to fear for my life as a trans woman of color i can, I don't have i don't have that tool i can only tell you like yo so while you this guy is in my face and you're talking about how um uh i told you that this trans woman got killed and the first thing you said is well if a woman tried to trick me i'm gonna do you know instead of having any level of empathy any level of concern instead of being like um when i'm telling you well well if i have to survive i can't walk around telling you i'm trans because people are killing me for openly being trans so i have to be very guarded with that secret and this scenario you're painting where you're about to have sex with a with a person and then suddenly they go hey i'm trans that's like that scenario is this weird like fixation that you have but it's not what's getting people killed on the street you know what i mean so i have the privilege to explain that because i'm it didn't happen it's not a fear of mine necessarily i'm not living it but if a trans person was talking to that person and was like actually fuck you go fuck yourself get the fuck out of my face i would understand why they would feel that way because hey i'm sick of justifying my fucking humanity to you so there need like sometimes in a classroom there almost has to be distance for there to be learning there almost has to be not every time but in a lot of cases there has to be some level of like emotional distance from the um from the phenomenon that you're discussing um so i could i can in that spectrum and maybe it's because i am black and a man so i'm dealing with privilege you know i'm hetero i'm dealing with certain privileges i'm cisgender 
um while also being black in america so i'm dealing with certain discrimination too so i'm living at that intersection maybe that's why i I can understand from the privilege point being like maybe a person of privilege should be the one to convey this information to other people of privilege that aren't willing to or are scared to be exposed in front of the people that are marginalized you know because sometimes what that exposure means that fragility is not all the time sometimes probably in the small rare cases of people that would pay money to go to this class right or go on scholarship right sometimes that fragility is the beginning of the guilt and the longing to want to do and be better right and to learn and that's something that we can talk about on this podcast in nuance i couldn't make this point on twitter i could never make this point on facebook no. there's there's too many environments where you can't make the point i just made but every human being better be able to relate to this because every human being has been on that side yes, of it they have. you weren't born able to know everything you were born ignorant you learned shit from people that were ignorant you carried on ignorance throughout your life not every lesson you learned was in a classroom and not every lesson you learned was the best way to learn it correct you know so i can understand how like this specific scenario could benefit some people and to me white supremacy is an all hands on deck thing it can't be like white supremacy but only black people can talk about it no white people need to talk about it too just as important if not more important right we just talked about meat mill getting free that didn't happen because only black people could talk about meat mill that happened when robert Kraft, the fucking owner of the patriots goes to visit this man that happens when fucking politicians go visit this dude like it's it's all about everybody getting all hands on deck so in that case i like i said reading into the article i don't have as much a problem with this class i think like i said some oversight maybe some reviews maybe a black person that he comes to pays to say hey can you evaluate my class and the things that i'm teaching so that you know i know that i'm on the right track you know when he needs guidance when they ask him a question that he don't know who does he go to does he pay that person correct those kind of things those details yes i would like to know other than that thank you for helping let's move the fuck on let's go like everybody do their job and we'll we can get out of this you know right because like you said you keep people can't be like i'm not gonna do it and then you ain't gonna do it either but then what happens to the people who want to learn yeah i don't it's, it's a vicious yeah. cycle nobody's teaching these people right and the thing is as the marginalized group you're not obligated to teach you're not obligated to have patience you're, you're not obligated but then you can't turn around and tell the group that everybody claims that you need to get your white people together and teach your white people you can't be like well white people you can't do shit either that that, that that's uh counterproductive to the goal of actually making better white people yeah honestly there has to be space for people to be wrong and then be corrected and then to learn and it and and honestly we haven't built a space no we haven't like mate like a classroom might be the best space we haven't really built a space outside of that the things that people think are happening on the internet they're not happening for the most part like the social influence maybe will lend someone to be humble when they're wrong but that's a rare occurrence correct almost all of us have the ability to convince ourselves that we're right and the other person is wrong and there's no nuance there's no middle ground you either with me or get me gets me black or white and we find people that agree with us and we amplify their voices and the people that disagree with us we fucking hate them but we still end up amplifying their voices and our disagreements like 
there just seems to be a lack of nuance in so many places that maybe this is a place where you can go find that because i would rather these dudes receive some form of fucking correction and education than what would really happen because everybody thinks the alternative is they learn from someone else i think the alternative is they don't learn at all correct and and also uh in my opinion uh and i might be wrong with this a lot of people might want that classroom setting too because they don't want to deal with other white people actually attacking them for actually having a heart to actually care about them other people right yes like i said it's difficult but rather him than me because i'm not doing it so (laughs) no offense but i ain't doing that shit um like i someone was asking about the show they were like i thank you for the show you know i learned so much from you and da 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 and a white person i'm just and i was like yo that's dope that you learn from us it really is i'm very happy that that happens mm-hmm. i ain't never got on the mic once and been like i'm gonna educate these white people today mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that a byproduct was, it might happen that was not the goal it might happen i know white people listen to this and you know i but me and karen talk like this in the room like we're talking to each other so it's you know i'm glad people are educated i'm glad when black people come up to me and hey as a man y'all really showed me some things about being a better ally blah 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 like as a as a, as a cis hat person i'm glad that i'm hearing these things like hey me too but i that's never been like i've never really thought to that myself not the goal. let me i'm educating myself then as as and we're all talking about it together then if that's the case you know there's a time i remember we did the definitions for um a lot of gender definitions and stuff but i was learning shit too come on like it's for my edification too like i'm not i don't know everything and i hear the word i hear certain words and phrases being tossed around and i have no idea what they mean but uh yeah maybe a classroom could help all hands on deck um miss lauren hill announces a tour and will perform miss education in full y'all buy no tickets go to the july 5th showing i was saying that's the first stop on the tour of virginia beach um and then after that everybody gotta wait on their tickets that's what i would do i mean i think that's reasonable just coming to charlotte metro credit union july 25th can you try and go Mm-mm. all right well um i'll tell you what man it's the 20th anniversary of miseducation and that's one of my favorite albums of all time 20 years good god that's been a long time ago one of my favorite uh albums of all time i but i just i don't understand anyone that buys tickets before you know you hear a review of the last show you just got to hang out on twitter and then buy your tickets if you hear she showed up the day before okay take your chance you know like let's keep the street going but you start getting uh you know if you but what if you buy your ticket for charlotte at the end of the month and she ain't showing up to no concerts on time for the first three three weeks now you fucked it's like a roll of the dice mm-hmm. you don't know she gonna be on real time or her time there's no way them tickets is uh sold out them you tickets know? gonna be on- you gotta minimize your chance you see what i'm saying i'm not t- taking it you're taking a chance no matter what buying the ticket to any concert correct but it's lauren hill so it's a risk a huge risk and then you want to minimize the risk by being like how often is she showing up on time is everybody else getting their concerts off is she really performing the song she says she's gonna perform well okay then i'll show up 725 see you in the theater that's what you gotta do yeah you don't ever know like i said i'm not going i wouldn't definitely i haven't seen beyonce live and i'm not gonna see lauren here before i see beyonce understood 
understood just saying Mm-mm. them tickets gonna be buy one get one free them tickets gonna be on groupon that's if she stops <laughs> it might be on that already what do i know they might be and i'm not knocking that but you know that's probably what's gonna happen because odds are they was like well we don't know if you're gonna be there unless you got somebody that physically make sure that she's everywhere that she's supposed to be mm-hmm. there is a car subscription service that offers simple flexible alternative to buying or leasing a car i read about this i am here for this mm-hmm. i own a vehicle but i'm here for this people don't talk about it but owning vehicles is a privilege it is a privilege to own a I, vehicle i do think people talk about it it, it, now, now it's, <laughs> i mean i think the, i think in a with mass transit we i think people understand on the uh, car is a privilege on the reason why i said owning a car is a privilege because certain certain parts of the country is actually a lot more expensive than others mm-hmm. and the thing is uh when it comes to vehicles you have car payments you have insurance you have maintenance if you've ever ridden taxes. you've ever ridden a bus you know under the vehicle is a privilege you know i think i think we got it written a subway yeah yeah if you ever if you ever been been just sitting outside in the hot fucking sun on a summer's day standing at the bus stop wetting your ass cheeks off watching motherfuckers ride by in the coolest of ac windows all the way up listening to beyonce come on you know it's a privilege i think we may take it for granted that's more of what i went but uh meant. everybody know you ain't anybody with a car that ain't that's been broke down oh you know it's a privilege come on it's a privilege for anybody sure. about a flat tire mm-hmm so but yeah um there's a car subscription services that are gonna i mean there are car subscription services they're gonna offer um alternatives General Motors is launching a uh, launching book by Cadillac and hopes that a subscription-based model will work for luxury cars. The cost is expected to be $1,500 a month. I mean, that's more than uh, a lot of people's car payments, though. That's true. 1500 a month? I yeah, mean, nigga, de- if you can do that, you can buy a car. Uh, it depends. It depends. What can't you? $1,500 a I'm, month? I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, but for a lot of people, they I'm about might- to say it because I know what our car payments look like, and it ain't never been $1,500 a month. <laughs> no, uh, not for us, but in certain parts of the country, that, 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 that's that. But the reason why I say for some people, you might not want to make a commitment to a vehicle. So if you don't want to make a commitment to a vehicle, this is a good alternative. Mm, this feels more like privilege than the, this ain't like Netflix. Netflix. Nah, because like Netflix costs less than buying a DVD a month. Correct. So if if they truly wanted to have like a subscription service for cars that was for everybody, it would be like less than a car payment a month to have these to get to rent these cars basically. And 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 I guess for me, you go okay, fifteen hundred. Well, that's that's like I said, that's very expensive. Nigga, that is rent think about a car payment and then some places shit that's insurance that's two beyonce states. tickets a month yeah and i and and i guess for me the way i look at it depends on what part of the country you're in this actually might be a good nigga deal. what part of the country is fifteen hundred dollars a month not a car though you know what i'm saying like oh, okay it's a car yes, everywhere yes yes yes, yes, yes. you know <laughs> like my bad that's what i'm missing my bad i don't know what's up that's a lot man what kind of cars you driving 15 a, a month like what are you yeah you getting limos what the you fuck get, nigga you got the whole ass school bus 
you can you can like rent a car for less than that this is a terrible idea where did i get this from usa today damn this ain't luxury.com what the fuck you know a simple and flexible alternative to buying or leasing a car you get a car commitment free for one monthly fee and you can often swap it out for a different ride in days you can even skip the haggling at the dealership instead manage your plan on your computer or smartphone and have your wheels delivered to your door this seems to be what people have been asking for all along negotiation free way of driving a car uh and there's and there's no fear of buyer's remorse if you don't like the car jettison it and get something else manufacturers such as cadillac forward volvo and porsche mm-hmm. same for no broke people yeah like somebody said your gas and insurance better be included because that's a lot of money and like you say this pilot this right here ain't for poor people because now if you just said i don't know what 500 350 i don't know what what's the number what's less the number than a car payment a month or, or or somewhere respective to that that's it and that's only if you're not paying like insurance uh you know what i'm saying like i don't know about this shit rock um yeah this is this this right here because you you basically said the whole thing is for a luxury vehicle so that knocked most people out like you said if you can drop 15 a month yeah it's okay you just so floss on people you pay an upfront fee then the car payment insurance maintenance and in many cases roadside assistance are bundled into a one monthly fee okay so subscribers for book by cadillac for example hop between different miles of cadillac up to 18 times a year for 1800 dollars per month with ford service canvas monthly subscription fees for pre-owned ford vehicles start around 400 dollars depending on your vehicle and mileage meanwhile the fare subscriptions start at 235 dollars a month according to Edmonds. those are more reasonable yeah what are fare subscriptions i don't know it's fair type of car it's like it's capitalized i don't know fuck is fair what, right, I, the 450 sounds more reasonable yeah um and that's still high but the, yeah that's probably cheaper than everything bundled in one yeah fair and we better not be we better not be not trying to find it we doing that we better not be doing no honda accord we better be doing some luxury in that in my opinion okay so fair is is a company in the future of car ownership it says okay <clears throat> So those start at 235 a month. Additionally, unlike leasing contracts, which specify the term, usually 24 to 36 months, many subscribers can be for as short as a month. Care by Volvo differs in that it, it requires a two-year contract and you can trade cars only after 12 months. Nigga, what? Right. What's the benefit? Nigga, you motherfuckers crazy. Uh, though cars, much, which means I got to like it. Shit, I might as well pay the fifteen hundred and bounce around. Then, though car subscription services vary, they all address today's desire for simplicity, all inclusive payment, maximum flexibility. But it's difficult to say whether they're more expensive than buying or leasing. This highlights a common misconception about car ownership. People look at their car payments as a total car cost. They're oblivious to the fact that it's much more than that because of insurance, registration, maintenance, and repairs. But with a subscription. It, you, it becomes clear how much you're paying for your car each month the only additional expense is fuel yeah yeah but uh even when i throw them other numbers in there it ain't no fifteen hundred dollars a month for me what average player. person no i don't know what other no. people doing i but, mean but the thing is other niggas might drive nicer whips than me you and know I, what i'm saying I, and i think the first one you read was like some expensive ass vehicles anyway like the average person wouldn't be able to afford that 
yeah and what happened when i can't make the payments because when you get a car and you get behind on a payment they give you like a month to fix that shit i, I, I mean, don't know what happens with this i mean does the repo man just come i mean does your car just lock down that shit don't crank up mm-hmm uh so far these scripture services are only available in a few urban areas but many companies plan to expand mm. uh, we have to see about that because they come in certain areas about some fifteen hundred dollars them bitches ain't going nowhere cars will have some mileage and possibly minor evidence of wear and tear fares cars for instance can be up to six years old with seventy thousand miles while canvas seems to offer the 2015 ford model fours oh so the newer car okay that makes sense some plans require that additional drivers be authorized in advance and some prohibit smoking in the vehicles and cadillac and flex drive for example require that pets be kept in carriers as jones reminds prospective users you have to remember it's not your car well, that's interesting man but uh that's a grip too yeah yeah but for the fact that i guess their thing is hey if you can afford a car it's, it's almost like uh like somebody was saying like a meal plan you can kind of pick and choose what cars you want and you don't have to stay because some people actually do that where they actually do the the thing where they'll have a car and they do trade-ins like constantly do a trade-in and constantly just a uh, swap out and stuff like that because they just want constant uh, a, a variation of vehicles yeah somebody said they're trying to get us on car loot crate but um that'd be like if i opened loot crate and it was all shit i could get at the dollar store you know what i mean i'm like nigga what is this this is you ain't tricking me anyway um let's see what else is going on um let me get into some fucking with black people guys why not right um oh somebody asked a good question do uh do they uh have a rent for if you have a wreck is that include i'm assuming that's including your plan it said the that payment number includes the insurance so oh, okay i assume so but i don't know what happens maybe it's part of the insurance uh fucking with black people time we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fucked with and we uh sign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with the uh contestants today is everybody mm-hmm. yes it is let's see who's fucking with us uh an internal email reveals racism in madison county sheriff's department why i never is that down south madison Sh- county shocked i tell you karen shocked i say is it in georgia um i don't know um the arrested black male these are the words that have been pre-filled on a cover sheet to the madison county sheriff's department narcotics units case files oh so they got it on a on a, a word document they just printed out already filled in gotta save time karen expediency is the best when you're trying to hem up a bunch of niggas all right all other the all of the other fields have been left blank these words tell the story of racially biased policing in a country that begins uh, before officers even go into the community internal racism of the department presented in this form is just one piece of a larger body of compelling evidence that the sheriff's department has a culture of racism that threatens madison county's black community in june 2009 current sheriff randall tucker while a deputy under former sheriff toby trowbridge uh received and oh this sound lily white 
right sound like the town from uh fucking uh in the heat of the night yes heat of the night uh received and forwarded a racist email titled white pride it contained the statements when i call you nigger kike towelhead sand nigger camel jockey beaner gook or chink you call me a racist the email concludes by encouraging you need to go to that class he definitely need to sign up two tickets the email concludes by encouraging the reader to express support for his sentiments by forwarding it along which sheriff tucker did also i said he uses work email so what it was at police the office department.com he was like you know what i'm gonna use this one yeah keep in mind this is white pride and they and then they go i don't black lives matter is hate is a terrorist group no we can express love for black people without you know becoming racist against white people try it try it sometime uh you pass me on the street and steer in my direction you call me white boy cracker hunky whitey caveman and that's okay but when i call you nigga cocktail head uh, you call me a racist nobody does the former have you like what black seven exploit exploitation have these motherfuckers been consuming <laughs> right and uh where ha- where's this oppression that you making up in your head baby like <laughs> most niggas don't give a fuck until y'all cause us to give a fuck <laughs> it's just, it's, they just been walking around all like like niggas are just walking around with froze and leather coats yes going, what's going on home skillet oh here come one of these jive turkeys right here here come a these here come one of these white lily white honkies right there hey move over cracker get your saltine jive turkey itself up off of my side of the sidewalk take your non-seasoning ass over there to the left oh another pencil neck whitey all up in my face what you got to say now caveman take your white potato salad ass over there you know what i hate i was going to the store the other day and i got in line behind a honky and i said crackle if you don't get out of my face and then i turned my characters mayfield all the way to the top and i walked off in my pop hill platform shoes right <laughs> as i picked my fro what oh my god what the fuck did they <laughs> but that's what they picture i really do think that you can just be a regular ass nigga minding your business, but I think that that's, that's what they see. You know how, how it's a running joke, but you know how they have, you know, person with glasses and when you put the rose colored glasses, that's what the fuck that happens. They put them glasses on and that's the fuck they see when they look at us. Where are these places? I want to know where they are too. Where are these places in America where niggas are slandering white people with impunity and they only get mad when the white person called them a nigga back? Like, where are these places where have black people been at work and been like sharon i know you the ceo but i got to tell your cracker honky ass i don't like the way you're doing things around here and you're terrible at it your job motherfucker then they turn around and be like well you know what leonard you're a nigger hr help help a black man in distress we know how y'all always on our side <clears throat> oh my god white people are so crazy right oh man must be nice Mm-mm-mm. must be nice um aclu of mississippi also along with his co-counsel simpson thatcher 
uh, bartlett llp and the aclu's national uh office uncovered these and other documents during six months of legal discovery before proceeding to file a motion for class certification in march 14 2018 in brown versus versus madison county um in the case we sued madison county and the sheriff's department for operating a policing program that targets black people on the basis of force the problem however runs deeper much deeper than the racist sheriff emails the madison county sheriff's department policy of racialized policing stretches back as far as the prior sheriff's administration in 2006 black residents of canton mississippi so that must be where it is mississippi ah. a predominantly black town in madison county and the county seat presented a petition bearing 664 signatures to the madison county board of supervisors demanding an end to the frequent roadblocks in the predominantly black neighborhoods and racial profiling the response roadblocks goddamn right the response former sheriff toby trowbridge refused to even meet with the protesters he denied using racial profiling and vowed to continue using roadblocks as a policing tactic despite the evidence that they were disproportionately affecting black people his casual his casual brushing aside of the community outrage right. dovetails with the casual racism exhibited in the sheriff's department right y'all don't y'all y'all ain't doing it out there in front of them a million dollar homes is y'all out there camping out in front of them blocking them from going in and out mm-hmm you rob us carjack us and shoot at us but when a white police officer shoots a black gang member or beats up a black drug dealer running from the law and posing a threat to society you call him a racist because that's what they see they think we all that regardless that's what i tell people i don't care how politically correct you i don't care what kind of suit you got on you is a nigga hey you drug dealing boy stop put your hands up you're under arrest you never catch me honky try to get me crackers with your little cracker legs moving all slow i got these fast twitch muscles and you better not beat me when you find me either and i'm out here terrorizing my own community there's nothing you can do about it oh they shot me i was gonna kill them and i'm on the arm but but i, I actually actually i had a gun though but right. not really no i ever gonna find it Mm-mm. but uh make sure y'all remember me black lives matter fist up yeah get the fuck out of my face uh anyway man um just be proud to be white guys zero to a hundred hundred i give it a hundred as well Karen. um what else is happening uh uh uh, ohio teens that killed black man will receive how much jail time Karen? none no jail time how did you know that did you read this article Mm -mm. well i'll be damned you are right the four teens who threw a sandbag off an overpass that killed an ohio man what will not face jail time and will instead be sent to a treatment center four teens aged between 13 and 14 threw rocks and sandbags onto the interstate 75 in toledo ohio they killed 22 year old ohio marquise bird uh who was riding in the passenger seat of the car According to WTVG, three of the teams were sentenced to three years in the Department of Youth Services, while the team who dropped the sandbag was sentenced to the Department of Youth Service until he turns 21. However, Judge Denise Navari Kuon um, suspended all four sentences and ruled that they be placed in a treatment center. The Youth Treatment Center is a lockdown facility in Toledo. The program runs for six months, but there's no set time to release. The average youth spends about eight months there the judge told the court this is not a prank throwing things off an overpass is not a prank and despite them killing the young man the judge wanted the children to learn how to be a productive member of society one of the four teens told the judge i was at the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing they begged for the victim's family for forgiveness finding it hard to forgive me i'm only 14 
burr's lawyer lillian diallo called the judge's decision outrageous right suspended what if you do what so eight months you get to go home she told wtvg his mother will never be able to say hey son how are you how's your day touch his face see his face this is outrageous zero to a hundred Mm. it's hard we don't know the race of the kids so my assumption is they was white because you know i just can't imagine black kids doing no stupid shit like this mm-hmm. but especially as a prank um but at the same time i don't know what the appropriate sentence for a fucking 13 or 14 year old who does some stupid shit like this at least the death of a man i don't know what it is correct I feel like it's not eight months in a treatment facility and you can just go home but i but i don't know the i don't have the right i don't know what the right number is i guess i'm more upset about just the the idea that this black man died and i feel like if they had done this to someone else they'd be in jail correct and i'm not sure that that's the right i'm not sure that that's right you know what i mean i don't know what the i don't know what to say uh but i'm definitely fucked with so i'll say a hundred because i'll never know what the other way would be but i feel like if they kill like a white soccer mom or some shit they're all going to jail forever <laughs> or whatever you know for as right, long because, as possible and, and it frustrates you because it goes why is the value of our lives less and then mm-hmm. like, like that's what the the rage kind of sets in when i hear these stories because you be like um uh, and 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 in the moment, no, it might sound weird, but the first punishment mm-hmm. sound more reasonable. But for mm-hmm. the fact that she cut back on it was the problem that I had. Because, like you said, they're 13, 14 years old. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it, it pisses me off because our children at 13 to 14 years old are fucking adults. You charge right. them as goddamn adults. Right. It's you that... don't... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't give them any compassion any empathy and sympathy you don't look at them as children you automatically view them as animals you automatically view them as they should have known you already age up our children anyway so that's where the frustration sets in you know because that's the thing they still are children they still can grow and learn and develop i understand that but it's one of those things where you're looking like they took somebody's life there needs to be some form of punishment what that punishment is i don't know but at the same time i feel like you reducing it is the problem yeah it just feels like it wouldn't happen if those kids was black no. and they killed a white person but they'd have been charged as adults you, you yeah wouldn't care you wouldn't so have... it's like that's what's fucking with me not the idea of leniency on children i think our justice system needs more leniency on children Correct. i think we do treat children when they do something heinous or irresponsible at this age we treat them like adults and, you know, not. and it's not always that you know this you know there was a horrible decision that somebody made at that age but you know i don't i don't know that it was you know putting them in prison is gonna help them any better any more than 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 put them in a treatment facility and giving them a second chance at life so i don't know that's just that one's a lot um target agrees to pay a 3.7 million dollar settlement after being accused of using criminal background checks to keep blacks and hispanics out of jobs well shit no wonder everything costs more there come on everything is like five dollars higher three to five percent higher we got to pay for the criminal background checks on only black people 
uh as part of the agreement um they the retail giant also agreed to review its policies for screening applicants the preliminary settlement which was filed thursday in u.s district court in new york city was still requires approval of a judge since 2001 target has made use of background checks for its u.s stores thus importing into its hiring the racial and ethnic disparities that already exist in the u.s criminal justice system lawsuit claim the company is accused of passing by job applicants even if their convictions were unrelated to the type of job they applied for eligible black and hispanics who were who were since may 2006 were only denied hourly and entry-level jobs such as cashier card attendants and food service workers and stockers will receive 1.2 million dollars of or priority hiring uh another six hundred thousand dollars will fund nonprofits to help people with criminal histories re-enter the workforce while most of the remaining payout will cover legal fees and other fees the settlement said the target did not admit to any wrongdoing they never of course despite the money and the promise to review the practices target did not admit to any wrongdoing the spokesperson for target jenna rex said the company no longer asked for criminal histories and job applications but said that convictions are still considered important and noted that re- the retail giant still gathers criminal background information late in the hiring process we have a number of measures in place to ensure we're fair and equitable in our hiring while maintaining a safe and secure working and shopping environment for team members and guests planners in the case were represented by the naacp legal defense uh an educational fund and law firm otten and golden shout out to the naacp uh criminal background information can be legitimate tool for screening job applicants ldf president sherilyn eiffel said in a statement but targets background checks were harmful to many qualified applicants who deserve a fair shot at a job yep well maybe the prices will go down now i don't know uh zero to 100 may go up pay for the lawsuit 100 i give it 100 as well a white woman 72 years old was arrested for attacking a pregnant soldier in a restaurant during a row over a parking spot and calling her a gay black bitch well that seems uncalled for right she need to go to the class too a 72 year old woman has been arrested well then she'll make the white men too afraid to to say things oh my bad gotta be on white men a 72 year old woman was arrested after she was caught on uh camera assaulted two female soldiers including a pregnant one shocking video shows altercation between judy tucker and two unidentified soldiers on saturday night at a cheddar's restaurant in macon the woman who posted the now viral video lakesia ward says the altercation began when tucker and her son became angry at the soldiers that they got in the way as they were trying to park in a handicapped spot ward and other witnesses claimed tucker's son then followed the soldiers inside and began verbally abusing them calling them gay black bitches and shouting does the military let lesbians serve shortly after approaching the soldiers tucker is seen on video getting upset one of them pulls out a phone to record the interaction put that phone down you do not have the right to take a picture of me imagine you running in my motherfucking face following me in the restaurant yelling at me slurs and then talk about you ain't got the right to take a picture of me i ain't give you permission to follow me motherfucker what are you talking about we all out of pocket then uh tucker yells as both she and her son try grabbing the phone from one of the soldiers first of all look at me i'm pregnant look at me you're pushing a pregnant lady the soldier says oh really by her replies tucker's son tucker then adds, well my husband is handicapped her husband doesn't appear to be present people in the restaurant then start separating tucker what is that i I don't know somebody had an emergency alert thing on your phone yeah it's silent but it just decided fuck it i'm just gonna come on through all right well that was shocking um people in the restaurant started separating tucker her son robbie and her daughter angie from the soldiers before the trio was kicked out 
additional footage taken outside establishment shows tucker crying as she gets arrested i don't care tucker was arrested on simple battery charges and booked on the bibb county jail daughter angie can be heard telling the cops she had 10 big black guys on her as her mom is taken away 10 big black guys was on her the whole thing's on video we saw the whole thing officer replies we just say the videos of the altercation were instrumental in the arrest because tucker and her family were claiming that they were the ones who were attacked who would ever believe without the video i wonder come on she's since been released on bail tucker has an art restoration business and the facebook page for it has been inundated with comments from people who are appalled by her actions before her arrest how dare you abuse and harass our soldiers in uniform especially a pregnant one you and your son have a, absolutely no class it should be utterly ashamed of yourself said one comment uh, i'll leave out the respectability part of them being soldiers just because typically it is hypocrisy because these motherfuckers will throw up soldiers in this heartbeat to be like colin kaepernick should stand meanwhile you got two women in uniform that served and you're like you're gay black bitches like which one is it you respect the uniform or you don't thank you for showing your hate i'm sure you will lose customers for this and your business will soon close i'm glad uh you were arrested for being disrespectful also being a racist to the people who serve and provide protection for this country yeah now i will say this karen mm-hmm. i do kind of believe the daughter that there was 10 big black guys there i think i know who it was hey 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 get up out of my handicap spot before i had to bust a cap up in here what, Fat what are you doing in here fat albert hey i just dropped by to, to give me some chicken wings off of cheddar's <laughs> <laughs> bring it back to the junkyard get something to eat <laughs> you want anything i know i'm gonna bob some chicken wings and some branch i know <laughs> yeah, I, I see y'all out here talking shit about black women i want to join in i come to have a good time to shit on the black women <laughs> hey hey hey, hey gonna well, beat your ass now all right all right all right it's us <laughs> it's the forget it's the fat hour game and we came to whoop this old white woman ass. Right. That, that's the only reason I'll be gay. <coughs> oh, my God. Fucking white right? people. White people in these imaginary black men. God, God. Uh, anyway, zero to a hundred. That's a motherfucking hundred. Yeah, that's a hundred. That's easy. Um, uh, mm, Let me see. Um, You know what? No. That's enough. No! <laughs> I'm glad you tell I mean I've been done, but hey. <laughs> I just kept looking at these articles. They all fucked up. Look at these titles like, mm, I've done my job today. We've done enough. We have done enough job. <laughs> Let's move on then. Let's go to some white people news. Alright. Let's see what you white people are. Talking about these days. You know, they're always talking about something. Um alright get this on screen for y'all so y'all can see it oh my god <laughs> imaginary black people going around harassing old white ladies at the cheddars where did they even get the memo to show up I don't know what the hell is a cheddars I'm assuming it's a biscuit place a restaurant a chicken place I don't know sound like a cheese place you just said cheddars oh biscuits I said biscuits you cheddar know. biscuits oh, okay yeah. All right, white people news. 
People doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? It's the whitest shit ever there in front of fucking fireplace, harmonizing and shit. No, uh, Trump news that's y'all's man because white people voted for him, so he's in that section of the news. Uh, Mike Prince uh, broke the tie for anti Planned Parenthood bill, sent it past it. New quotas for immigration judges as Trump uh, administration seeks faster deportations. Mm. miss obama already the deporter in chief i guess uh maybe we'll have to give trump that uh title now that you see what it looks like when a motherfucker actually do want to deport everybody trump proposes sending troops to u.s mexico border wall as if deportation wasn't enough hey let's send some armed people to the, the um border to point guns at our neighbors from the south mm-hmm. this country gonna go fucking um bankrupt because of him trump to farmers amid trade war will make it up to you because he started a trade war 
performance was like you are fucking shit up for us come on you be passing shit and you don't know how to affect people all these tariffs and shit he said we'll make it up to you he's not senators to trump whatever happened to your opioid commission's proposals right he he loves the news conference hates the conference meeting trump orders top to bottom review of welfare programs which means he wants to get rid of them Trump puts the brakes on new Russian sanctions, reversing Haley's announcement. Of course he did. Those are his friends. How many times did Hillary Clinton have to tell you that? North Korea to suspend nuclear missile tests and will close nukes testing site. Now, people are like, oh, you know what? Gotta give it to Trump. He talked to North Korea and he got on to stop doing it. Yeah, except, um, North Korea is also talking to South Korea. Who, you know, might have a little more invested in this shit than we do and that's probably a bigger sign of them de-arming if you can prove it which they cannot prove right now that they're de-arming but that's probably a bigger sign than you know trump uh in his first week james comey's book outsells fire and fury and hillary clinton's what happened uh he, his book is about trump and uh james comey you know was the dude who started the email investigation into hillary clinton like a week or two before the election mm. and basically you know helped lose the election for hero thanks buddy don't care. appreciate your help now that it's too late thanks for being honest don't care holly berry let's get into some real white people news let's do it holly berry is launching a lifestyle site and in and and it's a wellness brand kind of like goop come on I can see this with Holly. She fine. She like fifty. She always kind. She kind of you know do a lot of hippie stuff. She does. You know I can see her selling us some some bullshit. She posted a provocative picture of herself on Instagram last month in a photo which shows her from the back. The uh, Oscar winner does a handstand clad only in lace panties. With the image, while the image shows an abundance of flesh, is not meant only meant to be racy. Her yoga pose, Sirisana revealed her strength flexibility and tone she shared it with her 2.6 million followers in honor of what january since january she's dubbed fitness friday that's right holly berry is the latest celebrity to rebrand herself as a health guru but her ongoing health challenges and personal turmoil stringing her from other actresses who made the transition each friday i'll be posing something about fitness and i hope it, i hope it will inspire you she said on january 12th so many of you ask how i managed to stay in a great shape over the years um she got some good core strength to do that mm-hmm. oh, she got all up in that core mm-hmm. my, my ass can't do that shit mm. she is doing it yeah they be like down with dog i be like ouch uh i'm down with her dog if you know what i'm saying <laughs> that ain't the same thing she went <laughs> she went on to announce the upcoming launch of her site hollywood it was spelled h-a-l-l-e wood which will feature health style fitness and beauty content she attributed being in the best shape of her life to a personal trainer peter lee thomas who she says has taught her about fitness nutrition and self-defense just last week she revealed a partnership with the new york beauty con festival be well experience focusing on health and wellness given the glutter actresses who entered the wellness style and beauty arena in some capacity goop cameron diaz tracy ellis ross reese witherspoon and even soon to be a member of the british royal family Meghan markle is attempting to dismiss Barry's foray into the lifestyle market but barry is a rare celeb uniquely primed to dole out wellness and beauty tips 
she was diagnosed with diabetes in young adulthood adulthood after reportedly falling into a coma now at 51 years old it certainly takes her a lot more effort to maintain her health than say a 26 year old like shailene woodley the big little lies actress has recommended fads like oil pulling and urge women to sun their vaginas sun your vagina i hope do people not know how the vagina work the vagina is a self-cleaner it cleans itself what the hell is wrong with people it, mm-hmm. it don't you don't need to be dry you better put some sun on that shit well, you can if you want to it put like this it won't end well better let the sunlight in mm-hmm. open up a window in this vagina <laughs> somebody somebody open up the blocks on my vagina are you gonna ask to redecorate it too what the hell is happening Somebody, somebody close the front door of my vagina can someone please open up the meat curtains on this thing so we can <laughs> what sing your vagina oh man I mean, I mean what is you doing it from the grass in the front yard what the hell is happening here oh man white people don't have nothing else to do man not a motherfucking thing <coughs> how do you even get to that point how do you tell somebody to so that means you actually have to be outside in the open outside of your home somewhere where you can actually on the patio right so you can turn legs your spread to the world to the clouds letting the sun in what you gonna do girl girl i'm gonna take this vagina out and get some sun that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take this, i'm gonna take my vagina out and get some real vitamin d girl well, you do you put tanning lotion on when you sun the vagina is that a thing i hope not it might dry up like uh uh beef jerky i hope nobody tells Nicki minaj about this because she gonna definitely throw that shit up in the lyric please don't all y'all vaginas is my son <laughs> that's why you take your vaginas into the sun don't do this <laughs> oh man moreover when barry praises her trainer for teaching her to defend herself and her two children she's not doing so to send a glib message about women's empowerment she's a domestic violence survivor who says she lost hearing in one ear after a boyfriend assaulted her for years she supported the janice center a domestic violence intervention program started by a group of black women in south los angeles as recently as 2015 she told people magazine that she still suffers emotionally because she grew up witnessing her father batter her mother a victim of trauma living with chronic health condition holly berry isn't selling sunshine elitism and perfection like gwena paltrow and kate hudson she's selling survival every each time she posts a picture of herself boxing sweating or with her lean muscles on display barry draws attention to the fact that she didn't fall apart in a society that devalues women of color battered women and another, anyone living with a chronic disease such individuals are expected to unravel by slowly killing themselves turning to drugs drink overeating undereating, or allowing trauma they've accumulated uh to present as hypertension but the fact that Barry's life has been so traumatic is the very reason she's been dogged by criticism throughout her career. In recent years, she made more headlines for messy custody disputes and disgruntled exes and beats with paparazzi than her film career. With three ex-husbands, she's no different than Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Lopez, but Barry has faced misogynistic attacks implying she's unbalanced and can't keep a man because her, her splits with some men have become tabloid fodder. Did her press agent write this for her? Because this is some good... This is like a it's like when you pay a, 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 a lawyer to have your case you know but she telling the truth she, mm. I, re, I really do think she gets attacked because she's a black white folks do this men do this and you they do not get the criticism that that she 
receive they 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 just don't and a lot of this hate from these white women coming at her is because they can't do it a lot of black people hate on her too though they do. call her crazy she can't keep a man Mm-mm. you know why because she fine as fuck that's why right honestly i mean it's it's, it's really that simple Correct. she fine as fuck and everybody women enjoy piling on because it's like i don't look like holly berry but at least i ain't crazy and men enjoy it because you ain't never gonna get with holly berry or nobody close to her so you get to be like and i would want her crazy ass anyway but she's holly berry she's fine as fuck and you lying right <laughs> you lying like shit um anyway um but yeah she has gone through a lot and you know it is kind of interesting and i don't know why she wouldn't be able to sell a wellness brand other than the fact that she is black you know come on so i don't know good luck to holly berry man i need to follow her on instagram i can't believe i'm not already following her i swear i was following her on instagram but i am now Step say problem fixed yeah i'm I'm gonna be thirsting every friday she call it follow friday i'm gonna call it thirsting friday Uh, uh, girl what you posting today um all right uh snake massage are you brave enough to try one nope you don't want a snake massage karen i nope i don't want no snake not unless it's a vibrator called the snake if we ain't talking about no vibrator i don't want that bitch uh the latest fad doing the rounds on the internet is a snake massage people are not take, taking up this to the taking up this to this slithery slippery affair okay i don't know what that means a verified account posted a rather disturbing video um uh on twitter of a woman indulging in said massage where the compressions made by slithering snakes relax her muscles uh it's not sitting well with twitter people and the consensus so far is no a big huge no um here are some of the reactions now one thing i will say um this is a very white thing i couldn't imagine any black people wanting to do it you know um and dangerous i mean it's a motherfucking snake a snake gonna be a snake yeah now i googled snake massage um earlier today to do my research and it was like white people uh doing it on currently no shit but there was a video from like six years ago that was like a brown woman doing it and they were saying tourists to this vi- to this village get massaged by like six um and they were some big ass like pythons that they lay on top of your body and then the snakes crawl all over you and then that's you know slide all over you and that's a massage Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. yep i don't get it i'm good yeah I, I just white people need problems man i mean i mean i'm not paying for a snake to do it a person is a whole nother thing maybe racism is what's keeping us from doing stupid shit like this you ever think about that like maybe mm-hmm. the fact that i can't sit in a starbucks karen can't go to waffle house and ask for some plastic utensils come on maybe that's the only thing stopping us from being like you know what i would like a massage by some deadly killer snakes correct like like for real like that's a lot of reasons why certain shit people be like i'm good because mm-hmm. like i'm worried about survival right so if i'm worried about just living i don't have the time to be worrying about other pointless shit and now these snakes are not as big as the ones i seen this morning them snakes i saw this morning them motherfuckers like some you know they got snakes out there this big you know they like them snakes um but uh yeah we are about to try a snake massage so i saw this trend on the internet um 
over in Indonesia and Israel, and I was curious if they were doing it over here in New York. I'm a little nervous. I'm not afraid of snakes, but I don't usually have them crawling all over my body. But I've been told it's super relaxing, a lot of fun, um, and snakes are cool. So we're gonna go inside, meet Serpentessa, uh, and see what it's all about. They're a non-venomous species, and so though they're wild, they're very willing to be our teachers up close and personal. Oh my God! One of them got by their face. One of them got by her face and like it was going to strike, but she just was smiling like. <laughs> Oh, snakes. Mm, 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 mm. So what happened when you run the world, man? You just run out of shit, man. Um, oh, dang. I didn't mean to turn the screen off. My bad, y'all. Hold on. I know y'all want to see these I articles. cut a motherfucking fool when I see a fucking water bug. You think I'm going to get a goddamn snake? A massage from a snake. Mm-mm. It's like some shit off of Fear Factor. Uh, Paula Patton, who I am rooting for and I love. Mm-hmm. i went and saw traffic and it was um an interesting movie interesting mm-hmm. i heard your review of it you did well mm-hmm. she was in there being fine as hell though i know that much um she's back i don't know what robin thick was thinking uh anyway <coughs> if robin thick is thinking about getting back with her too late nigga too late she loves her boyfriend of one month who is married to his wife of nearly 20 years oh that's right y'all she's dating me paula (laughs) paula fatten has found love i'm just not finding it we all shot together audience (laughs) paula fatten has found love with another woman's husband according to page six the actress spoke candidly about her boyfriend zachary quitman in a recent interview with essence calling it a suburban romance that blossomed while their kids played at after school parties uh sports together the the only problem is it's also apparently present at those at the school events was his wife Patton paints herself as a jilted woman who was left for another woman a source says referencing Patton split with ex Robin Thicke but she's doing that same fucking thing she's a hypocrite they spell same wrong so I know that source was from Twitter despite (laughs) despite reports that Quitman is a single dad he's in fact reportedly a father too who's been with his wife for 20 years they have not legally separated nor has he removed any items from their shared home since moving in with Patton he relocated Patton's place when they began dating uh one month ago when you know you know Patton told Essence I love him that's right girl don't let that stop you from taking that woman's man Quitman's wife who is now pursuing a divorce had previously spent time with Patton and thought she was nice she she has just been shocked by the sudden affair and romance Mm. well you know they always say you you lose them like you get them but they never say you get them like you lose them that's the other side of it they don't tell you about guys Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt goes outside amid rumors of professional friendship what does that statement even mean he's reportedly in a professional friendship with a truly exceptional mit professor nary oxman he about to ox a man mm-hmm. whatever that means nobody 
from either party is confirming anything but the speculation is spiraling with the aid of tabloids and an army of anonymous sources it's been a wild week for the fledgling days of this rumor first up he has a key to her apartment in boston and they eat takeout according to us weekly insiders brad is glowing around her another source says which is nice jennifer anson his ex-wife of over a decade on the other hand is crushed i guess you know since she is getting is there's some rumors that her and uh justin thoreau are having problems and now brad was single you know and then he he it sounded like he already in a professional friendship with a new chick what's a professional friendship they fucking okay professionally apparently so they fill out forms you know what i'm saying it's certified dick i mean you know what i'm saying y'all broke so y'all understand you gotta step your game up a lot of y'all yes, having these amateur friendships yeah somebody said you signed an nda mm-hmm. uh and he does seem to be glowing check him out at the dodger game amid new dating buzz and wearing a hat it's as if he says i couldn't possibly be dating nary she's all the way over there and i'm here wearing this hat i don't see these pictures uh daily mail is better than this meanwhile at <laughs> come on man if i step your game up meanwhile at the curiously undisclosed point through pu- though published by on the daily mail on tuesday he was woodworking he and his i bet he was working that wood you know what I'm saying? i bet nary was wor- wood working all over that wood um he and his longtime furniture design pal frank polaro were photographed picking out wood in amsterdam and talking to students at atelier art gallery uh, art gallery there's a photo of him in Amsterdam for March 8th, so maybe all the stuff is over a month old. I guess it doesn't really matter. Say to assume that Brad Pitt is always woodworking. Anyway, he and Oxman allegedly fell in love over a Chase Lounge and, uh, seemed to enjoy scars. Uh, whether or not there's any actual romance involved, and again, no one from either party's confirmed anything, it's exciting to witness the birth of a tabloid story that, based on his past, will live on for decades, no matter what happens to those involved. Good luck, you two lucky lovebirds you having your professional relationship mm-hmm. uh report I to mean, hr immediately i'm trying to tell you we punch in and punch out what's happening here a stalker broke into taylor swift's home and took a nap damn oh shit you must have listened to her new album oh i didn't say that <laughs> i'm just kidding tay tay you know i love you girl uh <laughs> 22 year old roger alvarado was found asleep in the pop stars home talk, Trebe- talk, talking about snakes don't be sending no snakes to the house mm-hmm. taylor fans in trevecca neighborhood uh police say a stalker broke into taylor swift's new york city townhouse and took a nap police say officers investigating a reported break-in and friday found on fr- yeah break-in friday found a 22 year old roger alvarado asleep in the pop stars home in the trebecca neighborhood alvarado of homestead florida was arrested on charges of stalking burglary criminal mischief and trespassing it's not clear whether he has an attorney that can speak for him he was arrested at the same address february 13th on charges of breaking the front door with a shovel what swift was not home during friday's break-in a multi-platinum selling recording office artist was has dealt with stalkers on both coasts police say a colorado man arrested april 14th outside of beverly hills home owned by swift had a knife a rope and ammunition wow it ain't easy being tt it ain't dog mm-hmm. these motherfuckers out here trying to break in the house to get some of that taylor swift and y'all see how she dogged me and i don't know why you want to be the next one i guess they sitting up here like i can change her i can make it work no the hell you can't them Hemsworths couldn't do it your ass ain't got no chance at all <sighs> stupid ass stalker man 
all right guys let's get into some sore ratchetness and wrap this shit up um where we at here we go what happened to that stalker when he broke in the house right a man was arrested after assault involving a sword a man was arrested after early morning assault cadillac police said they were dispatched by the 500 to the 500 block of aldridge street around 12:46 a.m tuesday for a domestic argument involving a katana sword not the katana mm-hmm cadillac police right i was like what the hell is this at you know what i mean that's um, that's wild right i um, mean is is the next to free land what's happening here <laughs> i feel like cadillac police could be their own version of uh black twitter csi come on cadillac police we investigate all the crimes dealing with niggas yes Woo-hoo. we got a <laughs> call we got a dispatch the cadillac police come on out here you hear that Tompkins? That's us. No. We got a call. Let me grab my pick before we head out. <laughs> Move, honky. You're in the way of <laughs> you're in the way of my locker with my gun, my badge, and my Afro sheen I kept. Yes. <laughs> and don't you call me nigga back, cause that's not that's not fair. Um, but yeah, they were uh, the investigator said a victim, a 54 year old man, had slight cuts to his abdomen from the sword the man was checked out by ems and refused further medical attention the suspect 29 year old james hayes the third guest guest what uh who also lives in the home that's I how mean, you do everybody in the town of cadillac is black i'm assuming this what <laughs> all crimes all crime all the crimes is black <laughs> all crimes fighting over barbecue sauce hot sauce <laughs> pig feet you name it that's the crimes they fighting <laughs> fighting over Some, somebody stabbed somebody in the, in the game of spades uno i know you didn't put this house in my baby's name you messing up jamario's credit already right oh no we better call the cadillac police <laughs> uh <laughs> the suspect uh, also lives at home that was a scene that was a clue uh he's still on the scene when officers arrived facing the charge of felonious assault all right guys i will talk to you tomorrow thank you so much for listening we appreciate y'all y'all have a great rest of the day until then i love you i love you too